You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Stanley Cup was awarded how many days ago? Four months ago, or that's what it feels like. And here we are trying to enjoy summer for once in our goddamn lives. As a flame fan, can't even do that. It's just notification after notification about all this shit every single day, every day. It never ends. More drama. At least when high school is out for the summer, there's no high school drama. We're stuck with it though. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights (laughs) and I'll glow. Or I'll go if you're fucking any one of these Calgary Flames with the expiring contract on the horizon. Like, no. I don't want to be here. No. 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 I like how Bradley Lee was like, wait a minute. We just just got rid of the coach. You guys blame the entire season on. He's gone now. What do you mean you don't want to stay? I like how Bradshaw having spent like how many years and oh, amounts of money and like creating the ultimate <sighs> group of guys who are good in the room, and it, it turns out none of them want to be in the same room as each other. I guess it was they just like the free pizza at the end of the day. Yeah, take that away, and now no one wants to stay. Nobody wants to stay anymore. Yeah, it's pretty weird how like Bradshaw living less left because of Daryl Sutter and then like Daryl Sutter was fired and then all the players were supposedly going to leave because of Daryl Sutter and then he's fired and they still want to leave. Weird. Yeah, weird. Eh? Weird how it was that was the the thing you were, they were holding by ransom apparently according to the media and half of Twitter. Oh, these players are saying they're not coming back if Daryl's coaching. Better get rid of him. Gone. Huh, still not coming back. That's interesting. Maybe it's hey, the shit organization that's been developed. Like, oh, fuck me. Maybe it's the showing by example of what your management really thinks of you. Showing by the Johnny Gaudreau example and the Matthew Kachuk example. There's people still arguing about this. They always wanted to Ow. go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure... Okay. I'm sure John. I'm sure Matthew would have gone if John didn't go, and I'm sure I'm sure Lindholm didn't see how that was handled, and like wasn't like, "Oh, I'm out of here too." Like you can't even tell that they're just so dialed into how the room is. You can't tell that the players fucking love Johnny Gaudreau. He's probably the most beloved teammate since Jerome fucking Aguila. Then you dick around with him. I, it's just like, dude, 
Oh man, it's been so much. Yeah. Wasted so much time arguing with people about this. <laughs> it's been years. It's been a year now of arguing. Like, oh my god. Like, think about like think about Lindholm even, right? Like, we'll talk about it. But I mean, just from his perspective, if he doesn't want to come back, like, how can you even blame the guy? He watches uh, his two yeah. best friends and line mates get like kind of decked around and make bank elsewhere. And then the team like dumps a sh- dump truck of money to three guys who have never even played for the team. And then he's sitting there the whole, if you're Lindholm, you're like, what, what do I owe you? And why should I take a cent less than what you gave Jonathan Huberto? And what why am I, why am I going to invest the rest of my career in this? Yeah. That's what I don't get when people are like, Oh, I can't believe you can't believe they want to get out now. Brad Tree Living even had the foresight to get out now. They just pulled the zip ripcord. Ripcord? Pulled the ripcord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's because of Daryl Sutter. No, it isn't. It's because he realized what a shit show he created. And he had this, he gave he, himself a life raft. He realized that he might be able to put all the blame on the Jack Adams winner. Just fucking jumping right out of that plane. See ya. You had that meme of just a fucking, he's taking off, his big smile on, his, on the airplane's face and fucking bomb just bomb the city. Oh, yeah. There's the fucking, there's the franchise. I just want to thank everyone in Calgary as press just, conference. Yeah. Just Thanks a lot. Thank you. Fucking idiots. What a fucking Destroyed idiot. our whole team. We're going to have lost like what? Geo, Gaudreau, Kachuk, Monaghan. Lindholm, Backlund, def- everyone's gone. And I'm not even that mad about these guys wanting to leave, but it's just, it's pretty funny. Well, did when Noah Hannafin wants to leave, like that should be your biggest fucking red flag right there. Noah Hannafin. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, what is next season oh, funny. going to be like? It's a good thing they got all those nostalgia hires, eh? Can the they just... Thing. That's the only thing keeping them going right now. It's the only thing keeping anybody going. Mark Survard, latest hire. Yo, I'm told... I love... I... This is... These moves are working on me because I love Mark Savard. How about... I, I Seriously, though. If you're a season's ticket holder and you get all this news today that everybody's going to be leaving... I don't know. Is Jonathan Huberto a guy you can build a team around? How many points do they have? 54? 55? Less than Michael Backlund, that's for sure. Less than everybody who wanted out today, other than Hannafin. Less than everyone who wants to leave. Well, well, the question becomes, like, are they going to do what they should do and rebuild? That's the question. I don't know um, if they can. They cannot. At yeah, there's point. <laughs> well, and you said this. It's the flame, so maybe they can. Oh, but dude, you said they, there will be some insane rationalization and some weird. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I guess, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, yeah, we're gonna spend a bunch. They're gonna go like buy a bunch of free agents now with all this free money. Yeah, yeah. what free money? But um, you said this, uh, Conroy. Is this just Connery doing his job? And 
getting an answer out of these guys, tell me right fucking now what's going to happen in a year from now. Instead of whoop doo see what happens yeah. when we get there. <laughs> yeah, I like how he like in the span of what a week has has extracted full commitment, uh, like full answers from guys on their signing intentions for the next season, like from everyone in a week. Brad, Brad's like, oh, I could do that. Oh, wait a minute. No, I'll just wait till next year. I don't know, man. It's looking pretty. Yeah, like I said, if you're a season stakeholder. holder, well, I think you, yeah. it makes you want to watch 82 games next year. Currently, for me, like I'm this, I feel excited at the idea of what could happen. Why? Because this forces them into actually getting younger. If they <laughs> see, this is the problem. Like, if we're still waiting on if, like. Well, Craig said that was one of his commitments. So, and t- yeah, like, what do you think he's going to do? It was well, really Brad, Brad Tree Living's, Living's obsession with getting older, wasn't it? Yeah, like, I've been banging the drum, like, trade to Foley, trade backland, like, since the freaking trade deadline. Like, do it. These are, these are well, great. Get younger, get, get better for the future. So, and like, there's rumors of if you could turn Lindholm into a third overall pick from Columbus. Dude, if you could even turn Lindholm into a multitude of picks in this year's draft, that is huge. So maybe it does, like you said, get exciting. Yeah, I'm excited at the prospect of it. Well, Craig Flat doing it is what we'll have to see if that actually if they if they follow through on it. Yes, because they can say they've learned their lessons and then not take the actions that would indicate that they've learned from their lessons, but I mean, Conroy did say he made it made a point to say that he learned a really hard lesson with the whole Johnny Gaudreau losing him the last minute of free agency. And even did he not say he wouldn't let that happen again? Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. This is why the news is coming out today that Tavoli is not going to resign or he's on the trade market. I don't, I don't well, know. I think I think somebody like confirmed that Tavoli like has. Pretty Asper. much submitted a formal trade across, yeah. And again, he was one of the guys that supported Daryl the whole entire way. So it's just like, dude, it's the organizational fuck up, man. Yeah, from it, top from top to bottom. Well, it just goes back to like, if you monumentally fucked up losing Gaudreau and Kachuk, and you tried to freaking like paper mache it back together. And like weld it back together, and it was just a huge mistake. That was the that destroyed the foundation of this team, and and we tried to kid ourselves and think that it wasn't. But um, even though you're only Jonathan Huberto two goals away from making the playoffs, yeah, Huberto doing something suck ass that definitely helps. There's always that, but this has just become such a mess. How about his uh, working out with balloons? What do you think of that? Everybody's like, oh, sweet Hubie revenge season. I'm like, hey, walk me through this drill here. You're standing on one foot blowing a balloon? What are you, Bozo the Clown? (laughs) B-O-Z-O? What is that? I've never seen that before. 
obviously it's for lung capacity but i mean how fucking much dude i feel like how much how much how funnier can this actually get oh here's here's the big revenge season tweet he's blowing a fucking balloon folks he's standing on one leg blowing Blowing a balloon balloon. guys blowing a balloon i could fucking do that no problem (laughs) give me a balloon i'll blow right now Hey, might as well. T- might as- give me, hey, give me one of the long ones. I'll make it a fucking animal. Jonathan, like, go like do some. Like, here's hey, you want to do some that's like fun. Do they? Let me guess. Once the balloon's blown, they play. Don't let it hit the floor. It's just fun. Working out fun now. Play Twister afterwards. Yeah, they wouldn't want workout to be hard. Wouldn't want the workout to be hard or mentally challenging. They just want to play just games. Fun, just fun. Do they throw darts at it after? Is that what they play? Pin that, the tail on the donkey. Is Jeff Ward the trainer? Is Jeff Ward's happening? in there filling up water balloons. They're just gonna have a water oh, balloon yeah. fight. Yeah, why weren't they outside to like make it into water balloons after play dodgeball? So they'll dodge the water balloon. It's all about being fun and having having fun here, folks, and you know, being happy. It's all that matters, you know. Especially like that when it comes to the game or round four of the playoffs. Yeah. Vegas was just having fun. You have a broken sternum. That's just so much fun. The only thing, deep down, you know, when you're playing those tough playoff games, you just rely on fun. That's like it. Deep, deep down, when when you're when hoisting this down, time. when you're hoisting this down the cup over your head, you're looking back at the season and just saying, "All those handball and practice—that's what really got us here. That's what really yeah. made, made the difference." Totally. If we if we didn't play handball and had music going on, I don't just see how this could have been possible. Yeah. I credit it all to music and practice, and just having a fun. And blowing the rink, enjoying coming to the rink, blowing balloons in the off season. Mm-hmm. Jonathan never heard of like Wim Hof. Like I feel like that would definitely be a much more effective practice than blowing a fucking balloon. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh man, I like how. What, what how is happening? He, how do you think he's feeling right now? Well, he's probably yeah. Maybe maybe he's starting to think he's the problem. Like buddy just signed, but he just signed a ship. Uh, his, he just signed the rest his, of his life. Yeah, like, at least oh, he's gonna make bank. Fuck. Yeah, he gets July one. He gets a maybe he'll just pull signing a, bonus. Just pull Alexi Ash and just fucking coast his way for yeah. To, to hey, he's what? already well what's, on his way. What's the total? Eighty mil. Just gonna coast for eighty mil. That's 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 what I have planned. Yeah, I keep being like, oh, what's he thinking? And then yeah, he gets a nice lump sum seven million dollar payment on July first. That'd be oh, yeah. pretty sweet. Think of how many balloons you could buy with seven yeah, million dollars. Have a hole. You could you could fill up your fucking mansion with balloons. Hey, have a balloon party. <laughs> oh, this franchise oh, is something else. Eh? Dude, like, come on. But, but this what? because yeah, like this is what's so funny is like they are getting and hey, at least Craig's finding these things out, like like you're saying. I'm well, like, and maybe just yeah. lets this happen. And but it's like it's, they're getting yeah. dragged into this kicking and screaming, and they like they just like they you know they want to bring Lindholm back. And I don't I don't think it's necessarily a done deal that Lindholm's gone. Um, but you know they're they've offered a shit ton of money, well, a lot of money on the table for Lindholm. They Friedman had kind of reported Lindholm was like the linchpin in all this. And if he was going to sign, they would look at re-signing to Foley and, and all that. So it's kind of like they really just want to run this thing back. And it's like the circumstances are kind of pulling them to have to make some 
decisions that they wouldn't otherwise make. Well, do we even want to have this conversation of like, if they ran this thing back with the new coach, Huska, do they have the capability to get back in the playoffs? I mean, you would sit there and you're like, well, if Markstrom's not god awful, well, and, yeah, Huberto, and Huberto's and Huberto's not god awful, and everyone else is kind of the same, then you should get back into the playoffs. But now that's yeah. Now you're you're under a different coaching system. Maybe it's not that much different. I mean, we can pontificate on that. But it doesn't even matter if these guys don't want to come back. Yeah. You have to do what Brad you Living could well, do. Well, yeah. And be proactive. Here's here's the right. Yeah. See the writing on the wall. Maybe this is the Wizard of Oz moment. <laughs> You're looking behind the curtain and you realize, oh, we're fucked. We he left us with a steaming pile of hot dog shit. Just chumming it up over there, sweating it. You could literally see the sweat dripping off his face in that Toronto. He was soaked through. He had to change his undies, folks, after that one. I had like a drinking game bingo, and he like he literally nailed. I posted it, and he nailed like every single one. It was like he, how many times he said process. I can't even count. He talked about how hard it is to win and get talent. Bingo. In the group. He didn't have a believe in the group, but it was there was his big quote was it's not about the core four, it's about the group. No, it's about the group of 23. So he did his little group thing. And he I, he had some like another one of my bingo check marks was well, some obscure. We, yeah, some obscure analogy that's like that doesn't make sense. He had it about firing the coach. He's like, oh, I can throw a body on the tarmac. That looks good. So he nailed all of my uh all of the talking points. The, what about the stupid deer in the headlights look? Did he nail that? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100% he nailed that. 100%. But the question is cuz you know what, like fundamentally the question it's not even like are we going to rebuild, are we going to do this, are we going to do that? Is is Craig Conroy going to do what Bradtree Living didn't do and is make the moves for the best interest of protecting the team. You know, be a GM. Right? Not feed us fucking word salads. Because that's what I think people just kind of don't get about the whole who are still like oh good joke chuck they're always gonna leave it doesn't really matter like at the end of the day brad left the team vulnerable and he left the team exposed and he left the team open to the possibility of the whole thing falling apart and that was the issue there right so whether or not he got kind of screwed over he he left he 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 left that possibility open right like like i feel like he i feel like he walked into battle with like he walked into a war unarmored and like he didn't have a cup on. It's like his wang was totally exposed, right? <laughs> or his his neck or just very important things that you need to protect were exposed. His decisions. His dick was exposed. Eh? Ultimately did not protect the team. Or his dick. Or so, his team is his team the dick in this analogy. I didn't really think it through very much. I was trying to I was trying to think of like where I was trying to think of where armor generally would you need most armor when you're like yeah, it'd be nice to have. combat and that seems it's like a, the most appropriate place. It's a pretty important place. That the heart. I mean all the vital organs and the and the Johnson. I mean that's yeah pretty pretty powerful of course. Pretty important. Thing. A better analogy. Here's a good analogy. Like you know in Star Wars when they blow up the Death Star and it's like it's like Brad was the architect of the Death Star, right? Well it's impenetrable. It's like 
nothing is going to destroy this. And then like they're doing the the blueprints. And I was like, hey, what about like this one hole that like expo- exposes our main engine component that if uh, just theoretically somebody shot a laser into the entire thing would explode. Ah, it's probably fine. Right. It's like signing, <laughs> not extending a draw preemptively and bridging Kachuk and having their deals align where they both expired in the same off season was essentially Brad building into our proverbial death star, like a, a, a giant exposed hole that, Hey, if a rebel force knew about that, they could just shoot a laser right in there and our whole team would explode. That's like the kind of vulnerability he left open. That's a better analogy. So like, that's what Craig needs to be focused on. And that's what I think he is focused on. Everything he needs to do needs to be, in the interest of the team. Like if Elias Lindholm has any hesitation, then it's like, Hey, we're trading you for a haul that we can of draft picks or whatever. That's going to set us up to be the best team we can be in five years. Yeah. Not like, Oh, Elias, please. We're begging you to come back where this is embarrassing for the city of Calgary. And we need you back is the best thing for the team. Giving another guy who's almost 30, like eight and a half, nine and a half, $10 million even if that's what the market dictates he he would get. Is that the best thing for the team in the long run? Is the best thing for the team to desperately try and sign him? Or is the best thing for this team going, you know what? Like, even if you want to sign here, Elias Lindholm, you've been a good player for us. It's time for us to move on and and use you to acquire the building blocks that we need for this team. Not some blind, dumb faith of, oh, I was nice to him in the past, yeah, so he'll, yeah. be, he'll be nice this, to me. Yeah, none of this dumb loyalty thing that we've seen, you know, Brad get caught up in in this nice guy routine, and then it burns him. Well, you weren't even nice to Johnny. You insulted the guy. Yeah, I know. The, the amount of arguments I had were just like, Brad insulted Johnny Gaudreau. By Johnny Gaudreau's parents' own admission. Yes. Basically saying he was in tears. By how low the offer was. And then the next year he walks on. How'd that happen? How could that have possibly happened? Oh, he just he jammed must, out so at the must, last second. He must have wanted out all along. Maybe you don't bring a guy to tears. Or just do your job, too. Yeah, well, that'd be that'd, nice. But that'd be apparently nice that's start. too much to ask for. So. No, it's really hard. How about the tears thing? Is that too much to ask for? Yeah, you think Mr. Knight too? You think Mr. Nice Guy would would fucking have that one figured out? Eh? It, it's funny. Like he must, I have just... had a, he must have got the wrong pizza that day. Eh? <laughs> Someone really him, pissed him off. Gave him a buffalo chicken and <laughs> he got mixed it up. He forgot the ranch dippers and he was just fucking pissed. But it, it's funny. Like how about been... wait, wait, wait. How about Hubert? You're sending me this on a side tangent with <laughs> yeah. Lincoln with the Boston Pizza. <laughs> what is Huberto doing? He did some charity thing where he was like a server at Boston Pizza one night. This guy legitimately loves Boston Pizza. Legitimately. It's very weird. Boston Pizza on the plane after meeting Brad. Boston Pizza serving after Brad leaves. It's like some secret society where he's just, you know, <laughs> sending signals by whatever escapes it is. Just, I'm still loyal to you, Brad. I won't forget <laughs> what you did for me. I'm serving in your dad's establishment here. It's yeah. I don't know why you'd ever go to a Boston. I didn't. Even, I feel like Boston. Does Boston pizza even exist? Like anywhere? I, I haven't seen a Boston pizza in like ten years. Kind of weird. <laughs> They're out there. They must be, I guess. But I was thinking about this, like just watching Vegas and 
you know, obviously they win the cup, but you know, like that sentiment, remember when like they were like, when, when they dumped flurry and Huberto's who's flurry's agent had the, the Twitter thing of them, like him stabbing, stabbing flurry in the, in the chest with a sword. And they were like, just trading all these players and like trading guys like Dadnov who to places that weren't allowed on their no trade lift and just like doing all this stuff. And like the sentiment was kind of out there was like, Oh, Vegas can't keep doing business like this. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're too cutthroat and players don't want to play there because they know they're going to be treated poorly. And, and they're just too cutthroat and they, they don't do business in a good way. Yeah. They, oh, wow. Nobody's saying that. I haven't heard that in a while. It's weird. And kind of the reason I bring that up is like well, that just exemplifies like um, good teams and teams that win make hard decisions and they're not wishy-washy and they, they do. There's no half measures, right? That's kind of what I feel like we're is just to keep the breaking bad analogy going. It's like, no more half measures. It's time. It's time to make these big decisions. You know, it's do the opposite of what you did when you were like, Hey, you could have made a hard decision and given Johnny Gaudreau his money up front. And I think a lot of people would have been pissed off about that. If you had signed him to a deal that wasn't insulting right after that bubble year, like he, he wasn't very great. He wasn't great that year, but you could have locked him up. If you gave him a lot of money, you ultimately chose not to. Same with Chuck. Like you got to start making these hard decisions for the long term viability of the team, rather than just, well, let's see what happens next year. So I, I'm not making that say a point of like, hey, you have to manage in a in a nice way or a mean way, or you have to be stabbing people in the back, or or you have to be Mister Nice Guy all the time. But it just the common denominator in teams who are, in franchises that have had success is that they've been. Their decision-making has been great. Wow, what a concept. Like, I think it's pretty showing, telling that Vegas has won, like, more playoff games in the last six years than we've won in, like, 30. And they win the Stanley Cup six years into their existence. Yeah, I wonder they, how they did that. They followed the the new league uh, mandate, though. Hire a really nice coach, though, eh? Yeah, they hired the... It's They hired... They must have done, like, some sort of rehabilitation with Bruce Cassidy... Because after he was fired in Boston for being not getting along with the players and being too mean, they must have had some sort of nice guy rehabilitation. Something must have happened there to make him nice and make him love everyone again. There, that must be a new protocol with the yeah. NHLPA. Hey? Have a rehabilitation for these coaches. Yeah, that's why. That's why Paul Maurice. Yep. was was able to find a new job. Hated him in Winnipeg. He was just really terrible. Peter Laviette must have just came out of that, hired by the Rangers. Uh, Babcock, that must be what he's doing now. That's why they're waiting to. Where's he going? Sure, they're just Columbus, apparently. Columbus, yeah. Fortune. Yeah. Johnny, what are you doing, dude? Like, come on, request a trade. This Get is back here, bro. you idiot. Oh, what a dummy. Jeez, that, re- re- that, that nice rehabilitation. What's it called? Rehabilitation, me- big meanie camp. Big meanie camp. You spend the summer. <laughs> Who is making a killing? Who's who's Daryl's uh, probably there right now. Who's leading this thing? Richard Simmons? Is that uh <laughs> Daryl's there right now? Yeah, he's gonna go. He wants one more kick at the can. Yeah, he's probably he's gonna, gonna go to Edmonton or something. No, he's gonna come back to Calgary, rehabilitated. Eh? He's gonna have a, gonna have a joker smell, plastic surgery. 
Yeah. So he just looks happy all the time. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Music and practice. How much fun did Wild Bill have in these ceremonies, eh? Oh, man. A little too much fun. Who did it better? Wild Bill, Alex Ovechkin, Nikita Kucherov. Oh, man. I think or, or Ovi, Brett Hall. Ovi's is pretty good. Yeah, you can't beat Ovi. It's just Ovi. Too, big of a, too big of a beauty. Ovi's is pretty awesome. Wild Bill's falling down the stairs. March still had a good cat. Had a good uh, good laugh. That's pretty funny. The PR, the PR chick. The PR ladies like get the cut, fucking off. Cut his mic. Get him off. <laughs> that was entertaining. What'd you think of the finals while we're on the subject? I mean, it sucked that it was so yeah, one sided. Yeah. You always want to like I don't know. You you kind of got that feeling though, like. And that's the thing about the the NHL, the playoffs. Like the best team always wins. The the underdog never really stands a chance in the in the cup final. Yeah. And all it was pretty crazy. Well, it wasn't crazy. It was like the it was mar- incredibly um, obvious to everybody that Matthew Kachuk drives that doesn't even drive the bus for that team. He like drives the bus and does the maintenance on the bus and freaking provides the, the food on the bus. He's the bus. He is the bus. Everybody they, else has. Exactly. Like, it was unbelievable. It's like, he gets hurt and they had nothing. I mean, if other teams in the, was it Southeast Division? If they were smart, they would just flip a puck at him next season. Yeah, piss and him off. When he loses it and his teammates tell him to chill, you know, they didn't want to leave Florida too. It's a good strategy. Yeah. Seems that's to work the, out that's as the, well. That's what the temp Corey Perry, like Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's go. Is he still on contractor? I don't even know. I feel like he, he probably isn't, but I'm sure they'll sign him after they come up with that strategy. It's a good strategy. Yeah, just sign him for that, eh? League bit him to just piss Chuck just, off. Just piss him off. Let them flip the puck at him. Piss piss his teammates off at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get his teammates mad at him and tell him to calm down. Yeah, get him, get him. Tell him. To hey, and all this hubbub—it's lost that Lucic isn't coming back. Oh my god! Eh, reason to celebrate. <laughs> Wait, what did you have? You had the uh, the official. I got the countdown going. Count. I'll pop that thing out pretty soon. But the hours of Lucic that we had to watch—you did the ice oh fifty nine hours. Oh my god, dude. How it, did we? That was that's dude. That was dude, suffering. That was four absolutely painful years. What's Brad going to do in Teal? Get Lucic. Well, here's the thing. He's. Get, I think they're going to be fine because they have a good team there. What's he got to do? He's just got to tinker, which is his specialty, right? Is it though? He'll bring in a couple depth guys that everyone talk a big game. And like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it sounds like Matthews is on board to resign, according to Elliot Freeman. And like, he walked into a pretty good situation. Yes. He did it purposely. Dubis constructed an excellent yeah. roster. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to be the. What do you think his first move is going to be, though? Depth defenseman? I can't okay. wait. I'm way. I, uh, it's going to be a depth defenseman. Or we'll like, good, we'll have a good laugh for sure. Yeah. It'll be pretty funny. Or somebody like the next Kevin Rooney or something like that. He should trade. Here's what you should do, Brad. Trade trade us Brody for Kadri. We can complete the we can complete that deal finally. I mean, all in all, 
even though it seems like a shitty day, because no one wants to stay, it's a good day because Connie's doing his job. Like you said, there's going to be no surprises. He can actually use the situation with a bit of leverage. Treat these guys for big returns. Well, yeah, we've been like, you know, it's kind of, it, fe- it feels like a weird, like, you know what, from the outside, like people are like, oh, everyone wants to leave Calgary mass exodus. And I mean, sure. Like it, it kind of, when you see that, you're kind of like, man, oh, especially after what we experienced last summer. But I mean, it's important to contextualize these players intentions and realize why this news is coming out. Like you were saying, right? Like this isn't a result of, this isn't these players going, Hey, move me right now. I don't want to be in Calgary this year like get me out of here i'm demanding a trade right this second it's a result of conroy having those conversations with them and them being like yeah i'm not ready to forego my pending unrestricted free agency status a year out right now that's what it is you know it's not a result of everybody like oh i want to leave which is kind of funny like given the the bs all the bs we've heard about how everybody claimed to want to not come back if daryl was still around and then you know daryl's gone and and that kind of like narrative has <laughs> totally dried up. Um, it's just guys for various reasons, not wanting to pass up their UFA status a year out. It's just Craig doing his job and it's the guys giving them the answer he's looking for. Hey everybody, new customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That code is THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, that's a really hard thing to say at 2 in the morning. Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Four six seven three six nine. If you're in Kansas and you're listening to this, call one 4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. If you're in West Virginia for some reason, gambling, if you have a gambling problem and you're down in West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games are regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, hey, if you're a Flames fan in Connecticut and you need gambling help, help is available for problem gambling. Call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet 50 bucks. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. I don't know what that means. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Oh, that was a lot. I'm tired after that. Okay, back to our show here. Like, if you're Craig Connor and you have this information at hand now, do you try and move all four players in the offseason? Well, okay, if I had to break this down, because before we prematurely blow our rebuild wad, because I think that's what we're all kind of doing, myself included, I'm just really, I get really excited at the prospect of a full-on rebuild. Um, Let's just remember what team we're dealing with here. 
and what ownership group we're dealing with here. And remember that they will do whatever it takes to not have to go like full rebuild. So I think you just got to kind of got to look at the players individually Toffoli and Hannafin sound like it's trade, right? So if you're Craig Conroy, I think what you're trying to do right now, whether you can do this successfully is ultimately going to be the test of your tenure here. And if you can do a good job is you're trying to balance the ownership mandate of like, okay, we have to stay competitive with your knowledge that you can't keep getting older and slower and shittier and you have to get younger and uh, invest more in drafting and draft capital and young assets, trying to balance those two things. And so if you, if you look at these, let's just take these four guys, Hannafin, Foley, Lindholm, Backlund, and put them into that constraint. Like, I think you're looking at it like, okay, if you can re-sign Lindholm, I think if you're Craig Conroy, that probably appeases the ownership and it keeps you at least competitive for next year. I think you'd probably want to sign Lindholm. If you trade to Foley and Hannafin for uh, younger players and or draft picks, okay, that completes your requirement of getting younger and uh, trying to build your team internally through the draft. And then if you just keep Backlund and let him go at the end of next year or not worry about what he's doing next year, kind of checking all of those boxes. So if I had to guess of what Craig wanted to do, I'd say he'd probably, that that would kind of be his his little compass. Like keep Lindholm, trade a couple guys for futures, and like, sure, keep Backlund around for another year. Because if you but, trade to Foley and Hannafin for futures and slot in young guys, like I don't think you're going to be markedly worse. Like obviously Toffoli was great this year, but I don't think he's going to be as good next year for whoever he's playing for. No, but you so, mean keep Lindholm by resigning him. Yeah. Like I, I would imagine that would be the flames and preference, but why would Lindholm resign here? Yeah. I don't, if you're Lindholm, he just really loves you real that much. Yeah. Right? Like if you're, if you're Lindholm, why, why do you resign here? Like for the reasons I already talked about, you saw your you, buddy, you saw your buddies get, made bank you saw Kachuk you've been to Kachuk's house in Florida and you see how well he's doing like you're not looking at that and go yeah I'd rather stay in Calgary um and then I think the other thing is too like I think it is a big deal like when you see a guy like Huberto who never played a game for the Flames get paid that much money and you're like hey well where's mine I want that much what and I wouldn't give Lindholm that much but he is absolutely entitled to that much from the Flames if they're gonna give it to that guy so you you're like unless Lindholm really likes Calgary and really and here's the other thing that's the big if really thinks because that's the thing with Lindholm too he wants to be on a winner a team that can conceivably win the cup if you you either really like Calgary and think the Flames can win or you're le- and you get paid top dollar or you're leaving I don't get that vibe and wasn't it reported that he does not want to resign or he's not convinced uh, what was it. We've heard Chris Johnson said earlier this week, I think that Lindholm said he would consider staying. The report floating out there right now is that the flames, I think this is from Frank. The the flames have an offer on the table and are really pushing to get him signed. But I think Frank says the general consensus amongst the league sources is that he's leaning towards not resigning. So it's still kind of up in here. Yeah. So if you're Craig, yeah. What if, so what if, you know, Lindholm wants to, to leave? So even if Lindholm did kind of want to resign, obviously 
you know, my take on it is like I I wouldn't be interested in paying him what he's what he'd be getting for a multi for a couple reasons because you know you don't want to add another retirement contract onto the Hubert and Cadre ones. Um, I don't think he's worth as much as he's going to get. But the main one is you'd be passing up the opportunity to acquire, yeah, acquire franchise building assets that you absolutely desperately need. Yeah. Like if you're looking down the list of players, he's going to bring you the biggest return. And you need those building blocks. Like, I'm sorry, Huberto into his 30s is not a player you can build a a winner around like especially from what we seen last season yeah totally like you're gonna build your team and then like neither is Lindholm in my opinion I think he's a very good player but I think you saw that without Goudreau like he's not he's not he's not driving no bus exactly he's not a bus so now's now's the opportunity that you've squandered so many times in the past um and you know like as I say like I think Conroy will try to balance keeping the team competitive and getting younger. Like that's kind of what the good, good teams. (laughs) This isn't like some sort of insane idea. That's what good teams do, right? That's what all the good teams in the league do. They they stay competitive while doing well in the draft and getting younger and inserting young players. But the challenge with the flames doing that is, and this is why teams have to rebuild is that you just, you run out of these young players, your pipe. You don't have a pipeline. Your pipeline dries up. The Flames you, don't trade, have- you traded away all your picks. Exactly. Because you spent and did a years- poor job drafting. Exactly. Trading if, for if you look, and all this you, shit. And if you look in the last 10 years, and it's not just the Flames, but you know, you're you're looking at two picks after our pick, and that guy's a stud. And that yeah. guy's a stud. Oh, we just missed that stud. We picked right before. Yeah, it makes sense. But so like I always use the example of like, okay, hey, you can still be like if Huberto and Kadri are your Sagan and Ben, you can still make it work, but you go look at Dallas's draft history and look at what they did in the 2017 draft where they pick Miro Heiskin in like third overall. Then they get Jake Ottinger later in the first round and they get Jason Roberts in that draft. Like Rupe Hintz. that sets you up. They got Rupe, I think a few drafts earlier. Like that's what, that's why they're good. And they had to draft those players. So if you're looking at, Lindholm or any of these guys and possibly in this year's draft. And I mean, this was the argument for like last off season where it was like, why don't they just go full in on the Bedard draft and trade everyone now and (laughs) accumulate as many picks as possible for this insanely deep 2003 S draft coming up and set yourself up. Like if you had a draft this year and you could, because it's so goddamn good and so deep, where you get your high skin in Ottinger Robertson. Think of where you'd be in five years based off of trading Lindholm. Like if you were able to get players of that caliber with the draft picks you got from a Lindholm or Toffoli or a Hannafin trade, you, you can't, you like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's how you're going to rebuild this thing. Whether they want to use the fucking word or not, this thing needs to be at least in part rebuilt. So, I think Conroy is going to try to do stay competitive, get younger, but you need a you need a foundation, and you don't have that right now. Like you have some nice young players, like you have Wolf, you have Coronado, but like that's kind of it. And those guys are good young players, but 
at this point in time, they're not foundational young players or foundational players. So in order to, you know, do both of those things at once, you have to kind of have some lean years probably, or at the very least have one lean year. So no, it, 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 unless you want to continue down the course season, you've been going bro. on for 30 fucking years, you have to do this. Bro, it's comeback season. Yeah. Bloom boy is going to have a comeback season. <laughs> sure. 100 and fucking 120 points. Not even Thanks, Connor. It's not even a lot anymore. Fucking dick. Is he going to hit 200? How many did he end with? Did he hit 200? McDavid? He yeah. got like 153 or something. That's it? Fuck, that's pathetic, eh? Why, I like, why how, I like how Ron mentioned something about him in like the closing comments of the cup final. Oh, fuck off. Loser. What do you say? I don't even watch something stupid. <laughs> but I think I think the bottom line in all of this is like I think this I, I'm glad the players I'm glad Craig is getting these answers and doing his job. And yeah, I consider it a good day. Yeah, because like the flames are being forced into doing some stuff that if Brad was still around, they wouldn't otherwise do. No, we'd be talking about the grocery aisle. Yeah, there'd be some weird freaking analogy about getting your milk and how you need to save your money for your for your ramen so, down there and all this dumb, weird, esoteric shit about groceries. And it's like, you wouldn't do anything. So, I mean, it's exciting. To me, it's exciting that Conroy is pushing for answers, looking to move forward. And that the players, for the most part, are essentially like forcing the change that everybody knows is necessary. You know, and I mean, like on the macro and micro level, right? Because that's kind of where we're at is is a true crossroads. And they keep getting to these and like, you know, like trying to like bushwhack. It's like you can go on the pass to the left up the mountain or the pass to the right up the mountain. And the flames are like, we're going to go through the shortcut bushwhacking and get, make it way harder than it should be. You know, but I mean, on the macro level, this team needs to build, rebuild a solid foundation and a cohort of like young players um, into the future and get younger. And I mean, on the micro level is the simple fact that this didn't work, right? This, this experiment didn't work. This trying to piecemeal and sow the Gaudreau Kachuk team back together into like this Franken team that was going to be just as good. It didn't work. You know, like for all the talk of the exit interviews where, and it didn't work for, for multiple reasons. I think because the players you replaced your two best players with weren't as good, but I mean, Friedman's talked about this, right? Like for all the talk of the exit meetings, yielding player frustration with Daryl Sutter, like there was also reports of players being, Frustrated with other players on the team. Like Elliot's expressed as much as like he said it mildly, like, oh, the Flames don't have a good mix or whatever. But you know, like this franchise, this franchise needs a change in direction. And the actual group of players did not work, so they need to change. So, you know, like maybe the the dilute the the illusion of running it back is a delusion, probably, right? Like this was never gonna be something you could run back because it sucked in the first place. So, like, to me, this is all good. And, I mean, obviously, you worried about the meddling from up top, you know, but, I mean, at, at least the Flames are kind of being forced into, into some kind of change that affects both the long-term viability and the immediate issues. 
So if you're if what it sounds like is that these these four players and I even I, did I even hear that Backland people are reporting he just doesn't want to return. Well, that, I think that's kind of a weird one. Like, okay, like I'm not the biggest. Obviously, if you listen, I'm not huge on Frank Cervelli. It's kind of a weird thing to report because I don't think that's even a a what a pertinent thing. Like, I don't think anybody's thinking, oh, they need to re-sign Michael Backlund a year in advance. Are you, do you think that? I don't. No. Um. So I don't really care if Michael back. I don't. I don't think it matters what Michael Backlund specifically wants to do after this year, because. You know, and, and that's where I think people kind of get lost in this too. Is like, okay, you don't have to trade everyone for things, right? As a philosophy, like you, you look at a team like Carolina and a team like we were just talking about, like Vegas, they both kind of operate in a more, I guess you could say, ruthless fashion. It's like when Carolina has used the utility of a player, they're fine to just walk away, you know, be like, thank you. We're not resigning you. We're going to spend that money elsewhere. But the Hurricanes are able to do that because they have a very deep. They're they're very, organizationally they're very deep, right? Like the Flames can't really afford to be just pissing away guys all the time because that's all they've done forever. You know they never sell high on guys. So I understand the the selling high on Backlund, and I would do that. I would explore that for sure. But you don't necessarily have to trade everyone. Yeah, like like I wouldn't be. So I I think that's kind of. The Backlund stuff is just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't. Are you signing Michael Backlund to an extension a year out when he's 35? I wouldn't be, anyways. Yeah. But would you, like, if, if, if it's apparent that the other four guys, Hannafin, Leon, yeah, Defoley, absolutely. And who's the fourth? Uh, Hannafin. So Hannafin, Lindholm, Defoley. I guess Backlund is the fourth. Yeah, I, if, I would. If those three, if those three players, like, yeah, no, we're not come back. The all day, you, those you used to trade them. Yeah. Has there been any talk on Markstrom? The only thing is, Friedman said he believes Markstrom will be back. This was before all this shit kind of like came out today, though. But again, like, I want to say before we blow our rebuild wad, like I, I still am not sold. Like Lindholm's totally closed the door. Like I don't, I, I don't know. That sounds. It's only coming from Frank that Lindholm is leaning towards not resigning. Yeah, which you can't blame him for. But if you're a Flames fan, you it would be nice to to see round two of Lindholm playing with Huberto. When did they even play together this year? For like oh, ten minutes. Def- First five games of the season, bro. They did at the end of the year. They weren't even on the same power play unit. Yeah, Daryl did some weird stuff, dude. Daryl had that weird comment. Remember about like Lindholm doesn't like it. Lindholm, like when he moved him off that line, yeah, like inexplicably. We want to put him with players he likes to play with. Yeah, something like that. It's kind of weird. Like I kind of get a vibe that there's some weird something weird there. Like they didn't play together at all after the first seven games and then that comment. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. That was before or after he left to shit. <laughs> yeah, that the timeline's fuzzy on the Daryl. All I know is that's <laughs> the timeline of the season going in the tank was about the time he took a shit. <laughs> that's clear. 
Nora probably wasn't even kidding about that. That's probably why he was so mad about it. Um, new hires. Unless you want to talk more about the. No, the I don't know. I just think you're you're like you're at a crossroad. Like I don't know. Like for me, I mean, I would be. I'm excited at the prospect of this team actually trading older players and getting younger for once. That, yeah, that because it'd be it'd be us going in a new direction. And yeah. sure, the I don't know. Is the hockey gonna be as good? Well, you know hockey, what? Like that's the, the it'll the be fine. Was, the, it can't be fucking, any worse. It was so painful this year, man. Eighty percent of that season was pain. And I don't like even if you're losing games, like give me something exciting at least. I don't know, but like the goaltending situation, if Markstrom comes back. I have heard or seen, I think it's more fans than anything else. You know, mock trades of Vladar, and then you got, like, what do you think? They're going to come back with the two goalies, or are they going to ship out Vladar, and Wolf's going to play in the NHL next season? I, I, I can't imagine that they would not bring Wolf in. At this point. Like, yeah. how can you not? I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see, like, obviously – if you could move Markstrom, that'd be ideal, but that seems pretty much off the table. But he's I mean, like a, he's a Vesna, bang the table Zenith. caliber, bang the table <laughs> goalie, bang the table. Dude, how do you think John Bean's feeling right now? Like, holy crap, John, John Bean is. Oh, oh Jacob Markstrom. Can we um, use the word rebuild yet? <laughs> can we can we talk about it? Oh god. But. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I it, the hockey won't be any worse, and it's all, like look at Nashville down the stretch, right? Like they get those kids in there. It's not always about just getting kids in, but well, dude, like you know, like I think you overestimate. Two of our best players down the stretch was Walker Dewar and Adam Rzichka. Easily, like let's say next year, let's say let's just for argument's sake, say Lindholm's back and Foley and Hannafin are gone. Like let's say, and you don't you you trade those guys for picks and you don't have other players coming in. Like I can foresee a scenario where like Coronado, Rosichka, Pelche, Matt Phillips, Walker Dewar, or Dennis Gilbert, Dustin Wolf, like regulars in the lineup. And this team is not half bad. Sure. Why not? Right. So there it's, it's just like, you know what you need. And that's the thing. Like, Oh, you think, oh, we're we're gonna suck without Toffoli. What are we gonna do without Toffoli? Well, you know what? Like, I think I don't think it's that bad. And in two years, you're gonna be like, Yeah, I'm really glad we traded him for that first round pick. We used to select a guy who's now a stud. So we gotta look at it. So and the thing is, like, uh, yeah, like I don't know. It's just gonna be I'm trying, I keep getting excited and be like, Yes, it's finally happening. And then I keep remembering, yeah, it's the Flames. Like, if, like, I'm still skeptical that they are going to go. Yeah, exactly. Like, e, e, like, you have to show me. Like, I could still see them, like, hey, we're signing Lindholm. And then they, like, use up any money they, they uh, any cap space they get in relief of, like, Hannafin to fully trade for, like, some old UFA in the summer. And be like, hey, we're going to run it back again, guys. Like, I could definitely see that happen. So you lose Mitch Love. He's gone. The Capitals signed him today. Yeah, the Caps. Another, another casually. I, if his freaking the lady behind the glass is going to leave too, probably. Eh? 
Barb. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Even if she does leave, you, like her DNA is just the ghost of her will be seen there forever. Who's gonna leave next? Barb, Harvey, probably, the Hound. Like if you like if you're the lights are off in the album right now. She's just sitting and you're there. sitting at you're standing off. center race. There's gonna be the silhouette of her it's still there, dude. She's sat there for so long. Her DNA is still there. All right. What do you think of this Husker hiring? Yeah, uh, we'll see. I was kind of cautious about like everybody being so excited about Mitch Love. You know, yes. that's that's natural. Be like, oh, look how he did in the eight. Like Jeff Ward won coach of the year in the AHL, right? Like it doesn't directly the for every like John Cooper or Jared Bednar, there's like five Jeff Wards and Claude Noels and uh Travis Greens and yeah, exactly. Like guys who have won coach of the year in the AHL. It doesn't really necessarily translate beat for beat to the NHL. Um, and throwing Mitch Love into the shit show that sounds like you know, you wouldn't want to throw him into the shit show. No. Right? Throw Husk in the shit show. Yeah. Like let Husk deal with that. He was part of it. He can He's already bald. He's <laughs> got nothing else to lose up there. I they showed a picture. I, I don't know if he was bald when he joined the Flames organization like, eleven <laughs> years not. ago. Probably not. He, he yeah, Totally. Like everyone who joins this organization is going to be like Mark Savard. You're going to be bald next year, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's fine. You know, like I don't feel. Does it, does it do anything for you? No, it doesn't move me in any way. Like, no. I, like to bad, me, like bad or good. I, yeah. Like, I think it's fine. This is meh. It's gonna and that's, meh. Yeah, that's just my feeling. I like that. If you make a pros and cons list, like I like that he worked with Daryl for what? Two and a half years. Why? Because he's gonna be mean. Hey, here maybe Husk is the mean one. Surprise! Surprise! He was the real Hubert, dick. Hubert shows up for camp and Husk is just like, "Surprise, motherfucker!" <laughs> um, but you know, you learn. You obviously learn a lot from a guy like Daryl Sutter. I think that he's like actually defensive minded. Might actually like be a. Uh, to me, that's a benefit too. Like, you know, you come in Bill Peters, it's like, oh, we're going to score or outscore you every night. And then you get shit canned in the playoffs. You know, we just watched the playoffs. How did, how, like, Vegas, Bruce Cassidy, that defensive system, you know, that's Buck what wins in the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I like that. I don't give a shit if he's a great communicator and all that other superfluous nonsense that never buzzwords mattering. Enough of the buzzwords. Eh? So I think he's fine. I, you hope again, again, you if you're a Flames fan, you have you've seen what? How many times have we seen the assistant coach or like kind of like what you would say a non proven NHL coach be the coach and not be very good? Jim Playfair, Greg Gilbert, Jeff Ward, Glenn Gulletson, you know, even like I guess Bill Peters to a lesser extent. But it's just like, yeah, we've we've seen this. So if you're a Flames, you, you don't want to ascribe all of the shitty coaches coaching failures of the Calgary Flames over the past 20 years to Huska, but I mean it's hard to ignore that the Flames have tried this before and it's never really worked. So I don't know. He seems smart, but you know, being smart and having ideas and, and stuff is a lot different than like actually being able to get results out of an NHL hockey team. I think I think what you're realizing is how 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 hard it is to be an NHL coach. Like a good NHL coach. And not even a good NHL coach. Like, get results out of your team, right? Like, Well, it's a nightly, nightly basis. Yeah, and it's like, I think that's why you see guys get kind of, like, recycled throughout the league because, like, everyone's like, oh, it's just an old boys club. It's like, yeah, well, maybe. It'd be nice to see some new guys get in. But it's also just, like, 
really hard to like be a good coach and get results on your team. And then if you even do, you're probably going to get fired anyways after you win Jack Adams, which has happened twice here. So I think it's just really hard to be an NHL coach. Did Bill win it? Bob Harley won it. Oh. Bill, Bill Peters was probably nominated that year, wasn't he? I feel like he probably was. Must he have should have been because, well, I don't know. That was that was fun to watch, at least. Fuck, was that fun to watch? The Oxford yeah. last season. So Mark Savard just announced, like, hours ago, assistant coach. What's what's going on with Muller? Muller's out. Thank official? God, it's been, I think it's been, like, kind of semi-official for a while. Frank had kind of like mentioned it Frank, a couple God. weeks ago, but it hadn't really been like totally confirmed. Well, so. maybe the power play will win us five games this year. Holy shit. Well, you know what? I was breaking down some numbers. As I like to do. And you look at Huberto's, and I've said this before, is like if you look at like he other than McDavid and Drysettle, up until last year, five years, he's he's third in power play total points. Behind only those two guys. So he's a power play merchant. So good. So why did our power play suck? You know, like to me, you look at his splits. That's what I was doing. You you look at his five on five scoring splits with his power play scoring splits. Like there was a drop off this year from like 30, 50 the year prior to like 36 this year. Um, But the huge drop off is in power play points. He had 38 or 36 or 38 power play points in Florida the year prior and like 14 this year. There's your season. Fix the fucking power play. Why is he standing in front of the net? Why does he never have the puck? Give me a break. Someone fix the power play. So so you think Mark Savard would know how to run a power play. Right? I, ca- I can't say that I know. The only th- reason I know about Mark Savard is because Jeff Merrick keeps bringing him, has been bringing him up for weeks, and he's been coaching in uh, the Windsor Spitfires. And um, apparently, he's kind of like got a Marty St. Louis type strategy with like kind of like some, um, how would you say it? Unique and uh, modern ideas on how to create offense in the NHL. You're an offensive mind. Yeah. And Thank listen, this one is one of the nostalgia ones that I'm like, fuck yes. I love Mark Savard. I never really got to see him play, but I got to see him play a little bit. Um, And obviously, if you're a Flames fan, you know the story about how Craig Button traded him for Dick All. And he was like a 90-point center in a couple years after that. It's pretty messed up if you look at the Flames young players who they had in the late 90s who Craig Button just like destroyed. Like they had a young core of like Iggy, Mar- Martin Saint Louis, Marty Saint Louis, J.S. Jaguar, J.S. Jaguar, Mark Savard, uh, like Val Bray, Derek Morris. Like they had a legit, a legit young core. And then Craig comes in and screws it all up. But yeah, like I can't say I've watched a lot of Windsor Spitfires uh, hockey, but I, I don't know. It's, on the surface, I was pretty stoked that Savard's coming back. What about uh, the Iggy announcement? Were you stoked on that? Yeah, that one got me. What you think about what I think about, anyways? And it's kind of it's like the fact we never won a cup with Jerome is just like gotta be the most depressing thing of all time. 
Well, we really only had one shot at it. It's just so depressing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, those guys I just mentioned that were, like, on the flames with him in the late 90s, St. Louis wins the cup. Savard wins the cup. JSGR wins a cup. Smith. Yeah, poor Iggy, like, sitting in Calgary for 20 years. That's all I could think of was, like, okay, like, if we can't win a cup with Iggy in our organization, fold, fold the thing. All, all I want to see is him. I don't care about anyone on the team. I just want him to get the cup. And I think that was my number one takeaway from the Savard thing, too, is, like, at least I have some people to cheer for in this organization because I don't like the players. You know what? If you ask me who's my favorite Calgary Flame right now, I'd probably say, yeah, Mark Savard and Jerome McGinley and Craig Conroy. Not anyone exactly, on the ice. Exactly. Again, exactly. At least I can is cheer he, for the management team. Is he going to be uh, employed this season? Yeah, so he's got one of like those. He, so he's he's got that like BS, like special advisor or assistant to the traveling secretary. His official title is like special advisor to the GM. So that's the same title they gave Conroy when he was hired back when Jay Feaster was running the franchise into the ground. Um, but he'll be in Kelowna this year because he's coaching his kid. And I guess the thought is like, okay, next year he'll be he'll be promoted to like something more legit. That works. I'm we're not, uh, more like, nostalgic. Can we get a couple more nostalgia hires though? Like, yeah, Tanke, get him in here. The Mark Savard one really was like that it was a good out, one. It came out of left field too. Yeah, that was a good one, especially after the day that were like we lost Mitch Love. Everybody wants to leave. I like me some Mark Savard. All right, what else is there to talk about? And I guess they also hired. Uh, in lieu of mother not being around. Um Kale McLean, who was assistant coach last year, stays on and uh Dan Lambert from Nashville is an assistant coach hired as well. They got some fresh blood, eh? Well, I mean, what do you think? Like basically is a it's a management overhaul. There hasn't has not been any player transactions yet like, what do you think is going to come come here in the rest of this summer here this is, i guess this is today, today, today is some big news yeah it puts today uh set the table yep it puts connie's back to the wall and we're probably going to see some some more stuff go down i mean the news is always exciting and i guess when it's nostalgia it's can be exciting too but I don't know. I'm curious. Well, to see it's kind. It's, the, yeah, like it's kind the, of a weird. It's been like I don't know if you describe it a roller coaster. It's like I feel like the Flames, what the Flames wanted to do this off season hasn't matched up with how things have rolled out, right? Because it, like, the narrative has just like there is no narrative anymore. It's like what the fuck's going on? Like no, yeah. I I feel like what they wanted to do this off season is not what's happening in reality. Like. They wanted, like, maybe they thought this, maybe this was true, but it was like, okay, Daryl's the problem, right? Because all they've... Wa- well, all that's sure been- shit what the players made yeah. it sound like once all the season they've, was over. All they've been doing, in my opinion, has has been trying to keep things as close to the status quo as possible, right? Like, we've been through this timeline. Wanted to keep Brad. Wanted Don Maloney to do it. Hired the AGM. Like, everything's kind of been done to insulate, keep, you know, John Bean's rant about... We're not, we're going to look at it. We're going to analyze. We're going to be back. We got Jacob Marks from God damn it. Everything's kind of been done to keep this thing 
at least on a close path to what they've already been doing. But like now these things keep happening where it's like, what do you mean? We, like you were saying, we fired the coach. What do you mean? You don't want to still stay. You don't want to stay. I thought, I thought you would stay if we fired the coach. No, yeah. we we're still leading her. I thought we, yeah, uh, we don't want to do that. that. It's like, they. I feel like they hired the coach in part because they thought they'd have a lot of the same roster back next year. Nope. Um. So every, every kind of like decision isn't really kind of like jiving with what's actually happening. So that's, this is where there's going to be like either a tectonic shift in, in probably what they wanted to do, which was mostly bring back the same team and go for it again. Or if Conroy's going to swing his nuts out and do what he should do, do what he has to do and convince this ownership team, this ownership group that this has to happen. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Because this offseason has not gone the way I think anybody. No, because you're, it's a teeter totter between, yeah, you, you get all these new management hires. Yet at the same end of the other end of the teeter totter, the product on the ice is looking like it's going to be worse. It's kind of like, so I'm going to get excited about, well, I don't know. I guess we were going to see what action steps happen next to give us a better picture of well, and that's, where, where yeah. this thing's headed. Like Conroy, how he handles this week will define where this franchise is headed and give us our answer. But it's kind of been like the message has been not much is changing. The reality has been everything kind of needs to change. Yeah. Or is yeah, going to, it, or here's a better way to put it, or is going to change whether you like it or not. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's funny because like, here's a better way to put it. Like they've been, a, they've been a trying to escape this. They've been trying to escape their destiny, right? Like they've been trying forever, right? Like, like it's like their destiny is that you can't escape the fundamental hockey NHL law of like, at some point you have to rebuild if you've, if you've managed your team in this way for so long. You know, it's like embrace the rebuild or you'll be forced into it at some point, right? It's kind of like the Thanos quote, right? Death, dread it, run from it, destiny still arrives. But I mean, it's true. It's kind of like, you know, like it's, it's fate. They're trying to cheat their fate here. You can't escape the fact, even though they've been trying their damnedest for 25, 30 years, you know, and even when they did kind of rebuild, in like the Gaudreau era, they they got into one playoff round or like rebuild over. Let's start trading our first and seconds and and get right back in the saddle, right? Like you can't escape this destiny; it's coming for you. So it's time to it's time to embrace it. They're getting kind of forced into it, and to me, that's a good thing. You can you can't slow this. You can slow it down one more season. That's yeah. Like that's they're it. they're just clinging clinging and their fingers is losing grip on this but they just told us that they're not going to put themselves in the same situation so you would expect some changes to happen man how exciting i would be excited to get a get a top picker in the draft well even if you added if you added another and you absolutely could between trading hannafin and yeah get two to to foley like get two top 10 and that's the thing with this draft is like that's why i think this is even more important than it would have been Otherwise, it's like this is your like window of opportunity here. This draft is this draft to yes really try a home run. Try and do a quick one of these quick two three season turnarounds like the Rangers did. Quick rebuild. Well, again, like the Dallas example, you can have your Robertson and 
Ottinger draft. Like if you can do that, like remember that draft hit two slam dunks here in this draft. That should be the new goal. Okay. We're going to take what we have here and turn it into two new slam dunks. Like that's one was the draft. Did Getzlaff and Perry get drafted in the same draft? I think they did. That was the crazy draft of 2003 where like everybody in that draft is, was unbelievable. Yeah. But it's like, that's what you could be doing. That's what you should be doing. And I think like, like I said, like if if you do want to balance those two things about like staying competitive and getting younger, is you can maybe kind of have your cake and eat it too if you're Craig Conroy and you do that because as much as I hate to I shudder at the thought of this, like if you traded Hannafin and Toffoli strictly for picks and no salary commitments coming back, and there's a little bit of money to work with, you could you could add some guys, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So. I don't know. There, there's add some more younger guys. To me, the 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 promise of possibility right now is just like, man, there's so much good shit the Flames could be doing if Conroy can nail these next two weeks. Like this franchise could be finally on a new on a new path, or it could just end up being kind of more of the same. All right. So as far as dates goes, or the trades are open again. What's happening? I yeah, trade, trade is trade away, folks. Business as usual, trade, sign. I'm sure. I'm sure Toronto is in on everything right now. Oh, yeah. Sure Brad's working that phone. Getting word that uh, oh, Brad Trulings in on blank. Yeah, we won't get him, but um, at, least he, at least he was in on it. Man, he's in on everything. This is the most active GM in the league. So active, so active. He probably knew that there was going to be a GM opening in Toronto that he could bail to. Okay. Yeah. Interesting how that worked. Out. Yeah, that's weird. All right. I guess we're just waiting C mode. C mode. I mean, I mean, I'll, a ten, which is like ten. You're excited and and hopeful for next season's product. Where are you? Well, I, I have to wait and see what. Like the fact that the players no, give it to me right now. I want to know where you're at. I'm at like seven today. Like I'm feeling pretty really. Good. Holy shit, man! You and, and it's not. It's not even like I don't care about the product on the ice next year. Like I just the future of this team is. Yeah, I don't exactly. I just want to see some excitement next year. I just want to I, have. I, I want to see. Yeah. I want to see a clear vision and. Yeah, I want to see some action taken in this off season, that is very clear cut in terms of. Steps taken towards that vision. The Calgary Flames and Brad Tree Living have mutually agreed to part ways. Take your time, do the analysis, and come up with the next step. Announced this morning that we're replacing uh, Daryl Sutter, relieving him of his head coaching duties. But but no, we're not going to overreact here. We're not going to overreact here. Overreact here. Overreact here. Use the word not me. I'm not allowed to ever use the word rebuild. Okay.